Hi there. Thank you for inviting me into your eardrums. I'm Sarah Wendell, and this is episode number 472 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. Amanda and I are back with your questions. We are going to talk about recommendations and snacks and some behind the scenes info about running the website as a business. Alan is looking for some recs to ease the weight before the next Tessa Dare novel, and Sue wants some fantasy recs that avoid the problem of too much plot, not enough kissing. Thank you to Sue and Ellen for today's questions. We will come back to the recommendations for candy and books in the next episode, Ellen. I realized after we stopped recording that I had missed that one. Thank you for your questions, and stay tuned for future episodes where we answer more of your questions from the Patreon community. And speaking of the Patreon community, thank you. If you have supported the show with a monthly pledge, you're keeping the show going, you make sure that every episode has a transcript, and I have a compliment this week to Saul A. You are the human personification of finding a brand new extra big box of untouched crayons with a sharpener on the side of the box. You make people think of creativity, possibility, and massive amounts of fun. Thank you for being part of the Patreon. If you'd like to join, have a look at patreon.com slash smartpitches. This episode is brought to you in part by Ritual, a vegan-friendly multivitamin delivered to your door that's formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. I like knowing what's in my vitamins, and I like knowing what is not in my vitamins. And Ritual doesn't contain sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colorants. I also like knowing the supply chain of each ingredient, which is not something I had thought much about, but I like knowing, and how some of the ingredients were developed so they could be vegan-friendly. Now available for women, men, and teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com Sarah to start your ritual today. This episode was made possible by Wilbur, my feline sound engineer, and by Pretty Litter. Everything I do for Wilbur is rooted in love, even when he is testing my patience. I always want what's best for him. For example, love is using one of the two hands that I need for work to pet the cat on demand. Love is attending to his desire for snacky treats and rubbing his back whenever he asks, even if he's hitting me. Love is also keeping tabs on his health because nothing is more important than his health and well-being, and that is why I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter is the best cat litter for your cat. It changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illnesses, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are notoriously stoic when they're uncomfortable, and I have had the experience of not knowing something was wrong until it was very expensive and scary. Knowing how Wilbur's doing at a glance is very reassuring. Litter box cleanup is easier with Pretty Litter too. Its ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly and last up to a month. Plus, Pretty Litter is safer for your cat and the whole household. Many conventional litters can aggravate allergies and asthma, but Pretty Litter's super light crystal base minimizes mess and dust. And Pretty Litter arrives safely at my door in a small lightweight bag. Shipping is free and I never have to worry about storing a bulky container or carrying that 40 pound bag up the steps. Love is putting your cat's health first with Pretty Litter. Do what I did. Make the switch today by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code TRASHY for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code TRASHY for 20% off. prettylitter.com, promo code TRASHY. This episode is brought to you in part by Gainful. 
there is nothing more personal than your health. So when it comes to finding the right nutrition supplements to meet your fitness goals, you need a personalized approach. Thankfully, now there's Gainful, a personalized nutrition system that's formulated for your body and your goals. Gainful gives you peace of mind that your protein, hydration, and pre-workout supplements contain the finest ingredients specifically for you. I love when there's a quiz, and this quiz is wonderful. I started by taking the five-minute Gainful quiz, which considers my dietary needs, my fitness and health goals, and my unique physiology to personalize my formula. Then I received a follow-up email from a registered dietitian who is checking in that what I had received was working for me. Gainful delivers my supplements with no shipping charge every month. I can cancel anytime or adapt my plan as needed. But this is my favorite part. The supplement is flavorless and I receive different flavor boosts so I can customize how I want my supplement to taste. Chocolate and peanut butter, matcha green tea, it's up to me. I have options and I'm not stuck with a giant tub of one flavor that I'm gonna get tired of. It's a total win. Start your personalized fitness journey today with Gainful. Get $20 off your personalized supplements by going to gainful.com slash Sarah. That's gainful.com slash Sarah for $20 off. Gainful, personalized nutrition made for your tastes. Since you're listening to this show, I think it's safe to say you love listening to podcasts, right? Well, you will find a ton of binge-worthy podcasts, including this one on Amazon Music. Amazon Music has more than 10 million free podcast episodes to listen to. But Amazon Music isn't just for listening to podcasts. They have thousands of music stations and top playlists to stream for free. And no matter what you're listening to, you can go hands-free with Alexa. If you're like me and want your music on demand and ad-free, try Amazon Music Unlimited. That gives you unlimited access to over 75 million songs as well as podcasts, music videos, and more. With Amazon Music Unlimited, you can listen to any song anywhere offline with unlimited skips. I love turning on some of their stations and collections when I'm working or cooking. My favorite this week is Breezy Summer Classics. It has Beach Boys, Otis Redding, Bill Withers, Katrina and the Waves, and the Drifters. I love the Drifters. It's one of my favorite summer sounds. If you've never tried Amazon Music Unlimited, now is a great time. For a limited time, new customers can try Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days, no credit card required. Just go to amazon.com slash trashybooks. That's amazon.com slash trashy books to try Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days. Amazon.com slash trashy books. Renews automatically. Cancel anytime. Terms apply. You know any podcast with me and Amanda is going to have an absolute metric butt ton. Yes, that is a genuine measurement of book recommendations. And if you're thinking, but I'm I'm driving or I'm cleaning or I'm wandering my house drinking deliciousness and consuming glamorous snacks and I can't write down book titles, do not worry. They're in the show notes and they're on the website at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. And now I'm really stuck on the idea of what is the most glamorous snack. I might have to tackle that, but that'll be a future episode. In this one, we should get started. On with the podcast. So before we get started with all of our questions here, Mm-hmm. We need some rec leagues. And yes. I wanted to ask you, one, make a pitch mm-hmm. for the rec leagues, so what we need. But mm-hmm. also, let's talk about what makes a good rec league request. Okay. So, hello, everyone. I'm, I'm the one who decides usually what gets made into a rec league and what doesn't, and then I put it all together. First off, if you'd like to submit a rec league, you can email Sarah or I. It's our first name, 
to Sarah or Amanda at smurfagestrashybooks.com. You can also submit it through like the contact form we have on the site. I think there's like a special drop down. There is. Um, and we can we can link it in the show notes, like a direct thing to where you can go. Yes, we can. Um, first off, if it's very broad, that's not like rec leagues are supposed to be kind of niche a little bit. And let me see what some of our recent ones have been. But not super, um, super niche. Like it's not like we're trying to find one particular book, but we are trying to find a very specific flavor of romance. Yeah. Just like friends to lovers with a, in a small town. That's kind of too broad because there are just so many books we can give. If the option is too broad, just think about all of the books that could fit into it and how long the comment stream will be because, you know, you just everyone has like 10 books to mention. That's too, if someone can immediately think of like five titles, that's too yeah. broad. So we had one recently from Shana, who's a reviewer on the site and is amazing, for non-inspirational closed-door romances, which I think is a good request because normally when we think of closed-door romances, we think of inspies or inspirational romance. Yep. Um, so that was a good one. I think a lot of the favorite ones that I've I've set up or have been on the site have been like media sort of related ones like the Slytherin and Hufflepuff pairing one or like the Mad Mardigan and Sorsha one from Willow there's one coming up that came up in our um in the fantasy romance panel I did this weekend and we were talking about tropes and one of the authors Lana Harper who is writing Payback's a Witch which comes out in October um in terms of tropes she's like I don't know what you call it but I like that Scully and Mulder vibe of like oh. these kind of reluctant partners, but I don't know what you would call it. Um, so I think we're going to do a rec league for that soon. Um, but I think if you think about what sorts of tropes or pairings or settings even too, like we've had people who wanted specific historical settings or specific jobs. We had one that was like, I want people who have, they're like work life is like a graveyard shift or like, you know, night hours. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think about what you like in media or like very specific things, um, that works really well. I will also caution everybody to Google beforehand. (laughs) Um, like if you just Google smart bitches and the trope or smart bitches rec league, and then, you know, what you're looking for, you'll probably find it. Like, um, and we can post a link this. to all of our past rec leagues to yeah, take a look Yeah, we have like a page for it. Yeah. Um, but we've, we've been doing rec league for many years at this point. And even talking to our reviewers about rec leagues. We come up with stuff I, that we've already done. Yeah, I would say like maybe five out of the six suggested we've done something similar to. And it um, works if it's been, you know, a couple of years because in that time, a lot of books will have come out. But the the problem is, if it's too close together, we're going to get recommendation lists of all the same books that we've already talked about. Yeah, and we want to give people new stuff, not, you know, the same thing three different ways. Right. I entitled one, Horny Widow H-E-A's. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, y- yeah. <laughs> I feel, I can't remember if we've done this one, or it's one that I've wanted to do. Uh-huh. And I, it's a... Uh, non-Christmas holiday romances. I think we've done that or at least discussed it, but it's still every year there are so many romances published to holidays, especially Christmas, and they're going to start showing up 
next month. Yeah, I think we could probably do that one every year and get new books. I know we've done a Thanksgiving romance one. Yes, that's Um, definitely the case. But I don't know if we've done like specifically like other holidays outside of like end of the year Christmas. Yeah. But yeah, so please if you have. Yeah. And if you're worried about if it's too broad, don't worry. If it is, we'll usually reply with like, hey, we've done that one already. And you might want to check out these posts. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll give you links if what you've said is too broad. Yeah. But we'd love to hear some niche ones. I think we, so far right now, the ones that we've come up with, and we might have one lurking in the in the email somewhere um but right now the ones that we've come up with for the future is is grumpy grumpy pairings yes grumpy and grumpy especially if they stay grumpy yeah oh i would love like a grinchy like two grinches getting together yeah i would love to see grinch plus grinch equals h-e-a i mean that's kind of my marriage by the way We have uh, Reluctant Partners, a la Scully and Mulder. Shayna had a quest for a uh, queer, like, fantasy PNR, but specifically older characters. And then the one that uh, I think Sarah came up with was a non-obvious romance partner. Yes, Who non-obvious protagonist. Not necessarily a love triangle where the character has to choose between two, but where you know who one protagonist is, but you're not entirely sure who the other romance protagonist is until yeah. at least a good ways into the book. So like I can think of a couple with, for that, but they're much, much older. A, romances with an assortment of potential protagonists that aren't obvious or a love interest hiding in plain sight. Yeah. So those are the ones we have coming up that we've come up with. So that's three. Yeah. But we would love, we would love some more. So, so if any of you can think of any or there's just something that you're really looking to find for your own like you know we sometimes we do rec leagues because we personally want them so yes don't, <laughs> yes don't we worry do if it's like a selfish request just just for you it's but not yeah that'd be yeah, great send, but send them our way yes please we'll have links in the show notes or you can just email sarah s-a-r-a-h or amanda at smartbitchestrashybooks.com and put rec league in the subject line and we will get it we get a lot of email yeah. Can I tell you, I am so excited that you ordered the multi-pass vaccine card holder. <laughs> like I saw that in the thread. It was, it was a big Twitter thread of ridiculous vaccine stuff. Although I do like the doormats that say, if you're not vaccinated, go away. Like I'm a fan yeah. of those. Uh, the multi-pass vaccination card holder, it was like made for you. Yes. It is, enti- it is entirely a mandate. We're in, I know it feels like, a weird dystopian thing yes. to like buy cute little holders for your vaccination pass but like that's that's where we are and i am really happy to support other people's artistic cleverness okay we have questions will you start with the one from from ellen and then i will tackle sue's question which is a bit of a longer one okay. hi ellen Hello, I'm desperately waiting for the fourth book in Tessa Dare's Girl Meets Duke series that seems to be delayed until 2024. Ouch. Multiple interrobangs. Follow this. I get it. Yeah. Uh, 2024. Hard to think about. Um, Do you have any book suggestions to tide me over until it comes out? Any candy pairings would also be greatly appreciated. So we are the right people to ask this question, especially the candy part. 
<laughs> yes. I'm sure if you're reading Tessa Day, you're reading Lisa Klapis. Um, but if you're not reading Lisa Klapis, read Lisa Klapis. <laughs> um, I have a soft spot for the Wallflower series. It's older, um, but there's four books and it follows four friends. If you... I really liked the Harper St. George series. That's I was going right to say now. Harper St. George would yeah. work. I think it's Gilded Age Heiresses is the series. So the first one is The Heiress Gets the Duke, which I loved. And then Elise reviewed the second one. I think I have the book somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Um, and she really liked it too. So it's got two positive grades um, from two different reviewers. Um, and I really liked them. It's Victorian instead of Regency. And... A, probably a little slightly less fluffy than a Tessa Dare. Um, if you want kind of like that fluffy historical romance feeling, I'm trying to think. I think, um, what am I thinking of? Not Loretta Chase, not Lorraine Heath. Suzanne Enoch? Lenora Bell. Lenora Bell. Or, or Vivian Lauret. Or Vivian Lauret. Those are like lighter... Um, ones I think Cheris Michaels is doing like a Disney fairy tale retellings with her new series so the first one is like a it's got Snow White vibes the covers are really cool um and the second one I think might be Sleeping Beauty the third one is like a Peter Pan-ish retelling so if you want lighter historicals those are some author suggestions and all of them have pretty deep backlists yes that's absolutely so true. there's a lot to to poke around and if you to find a series you'd rather read or a trope you're looking for hi wilbur goodbye wilbur he has decided that when i am recording is when he needs to eat so you'll just in the background hear this little he's little, settling on the yeah on the he's talking now oh, oh no, no wait now he's back because you touched i the touched his food <laughs> Better drop some kibble from the sky here, lady. There you go, buddy. So I have two and a half suggestions of authors' backlists to tide you over, Ellen. One is Teresa Romaine. Teresa Romaine writes really lovely, thoughtful romances with a lot of layers and little tiny. And the thing that Romaine is really good at is that a little detail from the start of the book will become incredibly important later in a way that just gets me right in the chest. It's very layered and the story sort of folds back on itself. And the things that happen in the different scenes in the beginning are important to the scenes in the, in the, in the end. So, and the characters are always so interesting. So Teresa Romaine would be a really, really good place to start. Joanna Shoup might also work as well. Her stuff. Well, I will add the caveat. Yes. That that was my, my next sentence. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> uh some of a majority of what i've read by joanna shoop and i've liked for the most part have shitty men um patriarchy and like women bucking the patriarchy as a theme but like for example um the the series that has the rogue of fifth avenue mm-hmm. um it's got a trio of sisters and Uptown Girls is a series. Trail Sisters and the dad is just fucking garbage and pretty much tries to control his daughter's lives. But I did love A Notorious Thou, which is one of my favorite historical romances. Yeah. But they can be a little darker. Yeah. 
yeah, there, there's a little bit more angst there. And, and the thing is, I've, I've cried while reading a Tessa Dare, but it's a different kind. It's almost like the difference between reading something that makes your eyes sting and reading something that makes your stomach hurt. It, that's two mm. different forms of angst for me. So like horrible dad patriarchy shitball is going to make give me like a, a, a knot in my stomach, whereas someone doing something sentimental or, or deeply kind is going to make my eyes sting. It's a totally like different location. I did have like the happy, overwhelm, emotional cries at uh, the end of When a Scott Ties the Knot by Tessa Dare. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's, there's always, there's always rereading. Yeah. That's also a good point. You can always do some rereading in, or, in prep. Or if you want, I would recommend trying the audiobook of one of them. I recommend listening to books you've already read because part of your brain will already be familiar with what's happening. At least that's how it works for me. When I, when I listen to something that I've already read, I hear it differently and I recognize different parts of the story and different things jump out at me. But I also listen to them. I'm sorry to all the narrators out there. I listen to them sped up because as you can hear right now, I am a pretty fast talker. It also makes my brain pay attention because it's going a little faster than normal. I listen to podcasts at like 1.6, which I don't even want to know what I sound like at 1.6 speed, but I listen to a lot of podcasts at 1.6. Also, yeah, uh, since Sarah mentioned audiobooks, one series that I haven't finished on audio, but I've started on audio and have gotten through four-ish books that I really love on audio is the Maiden Lane series by Elizabeth Hoyt. And that uh, is a big series. Yeah. That'll go. Well, 12 books. Yeah, that'll and keep Ashford, you occupied. <laughs> Ashford McNabb, who's the narrator, is just wonderful and she does this voice for the hero in the third book who's like an a swarthy irish river pirate and hello it is one of the best his name is charming mickey um one of the best narrations i've heard especially for a woman narrator doing the voice of a, a male character that's awesome and sometimes that's hit or miss for me um but it's, it's good. That's a really that good rec. Too. That'll keep you, I mean, that's a long series. That'll keep you occupied for at least, you know, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> depending, depending on how. Depending on who you are and how like, fast you yeah. read. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to tackle the Sue question? This is a lot of me <laughs> answering, but I'm curious about this. She, she, she direct messaged you? Oh, no. So she direct messaged me for the for the recommendations. Oh, the recommendations. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let me take the first part of the Sue question. Sure. Sue says, hi, Sue. I have such a nosy question, and I know you said to ask nosy questions, but anyway, whatever, I'm going to ask it because I'm curious. <laughs> you don't have to answer it in full detail if you don't want to or you can't, but how does the business side of Smart Bitches function? Are all income streams treated the same? Podcast advertisers, website advertisers, affiliate links. Is there a busy season where you get most of your yearly revenue? How do you budget for new equipment or upgrades or new features? And can you tell it's budget season where I work right now? Yes, I can tell that it is budget season where you work right now. Okay, so here's the quick and dirty of the site. If you've ever been interested in the behind the scenes, I often imagine myself as a business owner out in a field with a scythe. And I'm like, well, I'll go this way now because I don't know that many people who do what I do. Uh, I, I mean, I know there are professional bloggers, but there aren't a lot of independent blogs that still exist that aren't behind paywalls, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, what is it? Are we at 14 years? 17. No, I am wrong. We will, we turned 16 because 
my older child was born the same year as the site. So whatever year he is turning is how old the site is. So the site is currently 16 and will be 17 in January. What? I thought we had the 15th anniversary. Well, we, I mean, we did, but it was two years oh. ago. <laughs> it is 16. Holy shit. Yeah. The site um, was founded in January of 2005. Which is like positively ancient and in internet time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me- Mesozoic era of the internet. So here's the quick and dirty. The site is an LLC. I cannot believe that in two states, the name Smart Bitches Trashy Books LLC was not taken and it was available. I could have it. Awesome. So I'm now a registered LLC in two states by that name. I love calling the bank. It's my favorite thing. Because then they confirm, they're like, can you confirm the business name? And I tell them, and then there's this moment of silence. And they're like, okay, thank you, (laughs) ma'am. I like when I have to go to the doctor, they always double check. Like, are you still employed at this space? And (laughs) there's a pause. There's a very, and I'm like, yep. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Am. Like <laughs> you don't, if you don't want to say it. Yeah. Yep, exactly it's okay. It's what's right. on the sheet. So all income streams for the site are treated the same, but I am constantly monitoring to make sure that there isn't revenue dependency in one particular place. Cause I can't control all of them. Like for example, you mentioned affiliate revenue. So we get Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, Apple. Not Etsy, Apple anymore. Not Apple's so ridiculous they're they've I shut think it's down just those three right now and a little bit from uh etsy a little bit of yeah. etsy revenue of affiliate revenue but most of the affiliate revenue comes from amazon and i can't control the percentage we get like a couple of years ago they dropped the percentage of ebooks from eight percent to four percent and that was like a massive loss to our to the revenue so like i said i try very hard to make sure i'm not dependent on one stream because everyone takes a turn in the amazon toilet and sometimes it's my turn so that's one element Banner ads is another element, and it's really interesting how that has evolved because we started running ads on the site, I want to say around 2008, maybe. And that was because authors were like, hey, would you run an ad for my book? And I was like, you want to pay me to put an ad on the site for really? Really? That's a thing? (laughs) It used to be a lot more big publishers. And as I was sitting and thinking about it, can can you possibly predict how many, how many advertisers we have outlasted? How many advertisers we had that no longer exist? Do you know the number? I do. Because I had to look. Five. And that is not just like this publisher merged with this publisher. And like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. It used to be a lot of big publishers would book ads. Now it is much more small presses indie authors or authors who are booking their own promotion because there isn't a promotional yeah. budget from their publisher. Um, I have outlasted all romance eBooks, Omnilit, Sam Hain, Loose Id, Laura's Sam. Cave. Like we have outlasted several places that used to have Those are some names fiction wise. Yeah. We have outlasted a lot of former advertisers, which is not necessarily a good thing, but it is something I have to be aware of that, you know, Businesses just stop sometimes and they're not booking stuff anymore. Um, Some of them used to book a whole year's worth of ads. And when they went out of business, I was like, well, fuck. So like I said, I'm not in control of many of these things. I got to keep keep an eye on all of the different things. The thing about banner ads is that I run the server. 
So it's all me. Like I design a lot of the ads, I book them, I run them. So you deal with me. And if you, and if you are an ad, an author or a person who has things to advertise and you're thinking, I have a little bit of money, where should I put it? I'd be happy to develop a proposal for you based on availability and different platforms. Like you're dealing with me. I am more than happy to answer all the questions. And, and Sarah's good. I will say this for her. And like, you can tell her your budget and she will break down what is available to you. Yep. And I can work with literally any with. budget. I mean, I can't work with a $5 budget, but our most inexpensive option is $50 for a month. So we got options. Podcast advertisers are a different revenue source. So the other options are, or the other areas of revenue include the Patreon, which is where all these questions come from. And that is a major part of supporting the podcast, the transcript and the sh- continuity of the show. Like I don't do have I don't have seasons. I'm just here every week. Hello, in your eardrums. So the the Patreon keeps that going, keeps that element of the site going. And there's also every now and again, we run sponsored content, but it's very rare and we're kind of picky about it. Um, I get a lot of email about sponsored content and a lot of it is utter garbage that has nothing to do with the community. So I we we're very picky about that. The thing about being aware of the revenue sources is that I know like I said, I'm not in control of a lot of them. I don't know what Amazon's going to do with affiliate percentages. They're just going to stop having affiliates because they've already eaten the world. I don't know. The thing that most small media sites like Smart Bitches have done is create a paywall or create a membership. A lot of news sites do it. A lot of small media sites do it. And anything that's topical and niche focused often has a private community or a paywall. I don't necessarily want to do that because I want people to just show up anytime or find us because they Googled a book or become part of the community because they are interested in hanging out with us because we have a really lovely community. And I think we've all had that feeling of like Googling something and finding an article that's like, oh, this sounds really great or really interesting. And then you go to it and you read two paragraphs and that little pop-up comes up about like paying for it. Which yeah. Of course, like, you know, news and media, do your thing. If you need to keep the lights on by asking for subscriptions, go for it. But it's also like disheartening to the person who just like Googles the one thing and wants to read it. And that's it. I know people have suggested for news sites, like an easy pass for different news sites. It's like, I want to read this one article. I don't want to subscribe to the Tampa newspaper but I would be happy to pay for it. Like if I could just do it like a tip jar per article, there are some article that articles that I would read. um, And I don't want to read them reposted or sourced from another news outlet that I already subscribed to. I'd like to read the original reporting. I do value journalism. I just, I can't subscribe to every newspaper um, in this, in the whole country that has an article that I might be interested in. The other thing about putting up a paywall is that Part of what makes Smart Bitches so valuable is the community. And I don't want to prevent people from joining the community. You know what I mean? That that part is very important. We have a really nice comment section. You do not need a radioactive decontainment shower after you read the comments. Everyone's pretty chill and everyone's very respectful for the most part. And if they're not, they get told to stop. Well, other people will tell them to stop before I even get there. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, no, we do not do that. Yeah. So if you're thinking, okay, well, how do we support the site so you don't go behind the paywall? Shopping through our links is a big help. Being part of the Patreon is is a big help. And just sharing the sites and turning off your ad blocker when you come to the site is a big way of helping. And in terms of shopping through the links, I don't know if you mentioned this earlier, but you don't even have to buy a book. No, buy whatever you you want. If you go through and you're like, maybe I'll buy this book and then decide not to, but then you're like, 
shit, I do need cat food though. That counts. Oh, it all counts. Sometimes I will look at our Amazon affiliate report or another affiliate report and I'll be like, wow, somebody bought snow tires. And we got, a, we got a percentage. Today. Yeah. I hope you have great dreams and that you never skid. Like we, we, we wish you the best with your purchases when they, when there's a piece of them that comes to us, it is deeply helpful. Thank you. The other thing that Sue asked was, is there a busy season? How do you budget for equipment and upgrades? So we have some major annual events. Uh, there's the site anniversary on the 31st of January. We usually do a big giveaway. Uh, we do giveaways for Hanukkah. Every year we do our end of the year um, roundup of posts. We do our gift guides. Those are going to start soon. And that takes a lot of work because that's a lot of compiling and, and arranging. And there's more structural work that goes into creating things like that. So those are busy things, but I'm pretty used to the workflow and the rhythm of the site at this point. As for equipment, we don't need that much. Yeah, I, mean, I think like the biggest like purchases was the site upgrade in October of like 2015. Oh yeah. That was, uh, that was massive. That was absolutely massive. And we have our own place now. We are on our own server. Smart bitch has got her own apartment. Good for her. (laughs) I'm sure it's better decorated than my house, (laughs) but that's the quick and dirty. And, oh, and, um, Amanda is a, is a salaried employee. So I have a two employee business and I am the other one. And every time I do the payroll taxes and the social security taxes for Amanda, <laughs> she gives me a little nudge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, when you are old and smoking a joint and drinking some wine and getting your social security payments, think of me. <laughs> think of me. <laughs> think of me. And this paycheck. Raise a joint in my honor in your future. <laughs> Paying into your Medicaid and your Medicare paying into social security. And we, and we do pay the reviewers, the reviewers who write for us, including guest reviewers get paid as well. Let's finish with Sue's second question. Sure. Um, so Sue, Sue, from, from the previous question, <laughs> this is the continuation. This was the, yeah. this isn't about business. This is about books. books. So Sue says a different question that might be less nosy. Can you recommend standalone or standalone fantasy romance novels? I am two-thirds of the way through Kirsten White's Guinevere series, and there is too much plot and not enough smooching. And I have I have to wait until December for the final book. I'm not meant to suffer like this. <laughs> it's true. It's true, so. Um, okay, so two parts. Somewhat of what you asked for, somewhat of you did it. So I hosted a fantasy romance panel for Bookstore Romance Day on the 21st. So it's, it's done and gone. How did it but go? The, Was it good? Yeah, I think so. We had Chloe Neal, which is wild because I think Chloe is wrapping up like book 25 or 26 at this point. And Chloe Neal's written so many urban fantasy series. Oh, yeah. Uh, We had Leslie Penelope, who's wonderful and gave us some hints at what she's working on next. So there's one that's like a a historical fantasy, like heist. Yes, that just sold. It sounds so good. Like a minimal, minimal romance, but I think it's called The Monsters We Defy and it's coming on orbit. And then she's self-pubbing a book called Savage City. Um, It's not up on Goodreads yet because I wanted to add it, Um, but it's like a futuristic paranormal romance. So that one (sighs) is being self-pubbed. It's not, there's not a lot of information out, but anyway, super interested. And then Lana Harper... Which was wild because Lana Harper is the 
uh, adult pen name of an author, Lana Popovic, who writes YA fantasy. And I know Lana Popovic because she's she graduated from Emerson, which I did, and was a lit agent in Boston for a while. And I went to some of her talks on lit agenting. And I also went to some of her book launches for her YA fantasy books. Um, so it's cool to see her doing something in the adult romance sphere. But anyway, very good panel. But Sue saw that I was doing that. And I believe Sue attended and messaged me. She's like, oh my God, I just sent in a question on Patreon about (laughs) fantasy romances. So I kind of gave her recommendations through Instagram DMs already. Um, But in terms of like standalones that you could read, uh, Elise Kova and Beck McMaster have some that are technically like part of a series, but you can read them out of order. Series-wise that you'd benefit from reading in order that probably have some good smooching in them. Of course, Sarah J. Mass's books. Um, lots of sexy stuff, especially as the books get later. Um, and Leslie Penelope. Um, her stuff, each book is a, a different couple. Yeah. But there is a continuing plot that probably would be best to read in order. Yeah. But there's four books in the series and the last one just came out. Um, I'm also trying to think. I mean, if you have a KU subscription, Kindle Unlimited, there is a lot of self-pubbed fantasy romance out there that's included. Um, So it's kind of low risk to give those a try if you already have KU. I wish there were... YA is killing it for like YA fantasy romances. But I'm also of the opinion that like, man, I want more adult content in here. Um, Another one I would suggest that is also part of the series though, is Lexi Ryan's These Hollow Vows. Lexi Ryan, who used to write very hot, erotic, like romantic suspense. I believe this is their first YA fantasy. Um, but there is sex in it, I believe. And it's got like fae and enemies to lovers and that sort of thing. So those are my sort of suggestions that I have for Sue and everybody else. And thank you for coming to the event, Sue. You're always a delight. What about uh, Shelley Laurenston? On one hand, it's all part of an interconnected world and past characters will show up. But on the other hand, Unless it's a specific trilogy, a lot of her books mm-hmm. follow yeah, oh yeah. a lot so of her G- books follow a, a, a shorter, larger backstory. So if it was, it's a trilogy, stuff's going to wrap yeah. up in the third book. Now, the problem is that Shelley Laurenston does pack a lot of plot. And sometimes book three is too much plot, not enough smooching. That is a known issue. But for and example, like the G.A. Aiken, Aiken books, yeah. there's a lot of smooching and a lot of murdering. Um, and G.A. Aikens, that pen name skews more fantasy, whereas Shelley Lawrence and I think it's shifters paranormal. paranormal. Yeah. And also Thea Harrison. <gasps> Thea Harrison so, like, is a good call. I listened to some of uh, her dragon dragon books on audio, and I thought they were pretty good. But those are also very sexy. Uh, Thea Harrison has that first one, which I think I talked about in the fantasy romance panel, where the heroine steals something from the dragon hero. And you know, dragons have hordes. Yes. Uh, So she essentially steals from his horde and he is none too pleased about it. Yep. Um, But it's kind of set in this like fantasy New York sort of thing, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, But like, like 
many paranormal slash fantasy romances. I think it came out in the mid 2000s, maybe. It's like a series, but each book operates on its own. Yeah. And if there is a larger world issue that is being addressed in the background, it doesn't necessarily take over the whole story in one particular book where we got to wrap up all these big plot bunnies in the back. We got to wrap up all these plots. That's not how it works. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you to Amanda for hanging out with me. Thank you to Sue and Ellen for this week's questions. I have more from the Patreon community, more recommendations, more discussions of candy, more chattering about random, happy, silly things. I know that y'all really enjoy the episodes where Amanda and I hang out, so I hope you enjoyed this one. You can find Amanda and me on smartbitchestrashybooks.com. Amanda is on Twitter at underscore I'm an adult and on Instagram at the same place. Now, you know that I'm going to have links to everything we talked about, including recent rec leagues, where you can submit your own rec league request. I would love to hear from you and where you can get your very, very own multi-pass vaccination card holder, because these are very important things. And of course, we will link to all the books we talked about as well. Never fear. And if you would like to reach out with additional requests or you would like to make another suggestion for the requests we are fielding this week, you can always email us at sbjpodcast at gmail.com or you can leave a message at 1-201-371-3272. I love when you tell me terrible jokes. And speaking of, I have one right now. Isn't that amazing? This joke comes from Reddit because Reddit has great dad jokes. Ready? What sound does a witch's car make? What sound does a witch's car make? Broom, broom. (laughs) Broom, broom. It is almost spooky season and I am here for it mostly because it is a bedrillion degrees and very humid today. So the idea of crispy broom travel sounds fabulous. On behalf of everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a wonderful weekend. We will see you back here next week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.